0: There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle at Boveda. This is Box Press.
1: 9:30 at night. So we're hopping to bed and then the phone rings. And it's like, it's Carlito, he said, okay, I'm going to be there in five, I'm going to be there in five minutes, we're going to go out to dinner.
2: Or he, or he says, I'm here, maybe even. He might even he say. Might, I think you're, he's you're, down, yeah, he's like, here, I'm down below, I'm, I'm here to pick you guys up. Yeah. I'm just laying there, I'm in bed, I got my sleep shorts on. Tim's sitting there, he's got his sleep shorts on, All right. Alright, Carlito, well, we're here. We'll we'll put our pants back on and we'll uh, we'll come on down. <laughs> like, what did you just say that
0: right now? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're ready. Yeah. We'll be right down.
1: Yeah. Uh, didn't didn't really uh, filter through what it what, well, what it what it sounded stressed. like. Well, yeah. You guys yeah. got ready? Yeah, for but bed? I, hey, here we are. I'm like, well, I think I said something like, yeah, Sean's right here, we gotta put our pants back on. We'll get we'll be down there in a minute. Yeah, he's like, going who am I <laughs> in business Then they,
2: yeah. they're, they're not ashamed. What they, what? <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, we you know people eat dinner. At six o'clock, or you know, whatever. Right. So this is probably going on ten o'clock. Now we're like, holy cow! We're yeah. like, you know, you're getting groggy. You're now starting to like, right? All right, I'm kind of looking forward to going to bed now after a full day of travel, traveling, travel right. through New York or man, wherever exhausted. we went, exhausted, and we we're beat. And it's like, oh man, yeah. And so, uh, so we went, we we scrambled and yeah. and we went down. We met with, um, we went. Remember the name of the restaurant? Uh,
0: it was Papara- the, uh Paparazzo. Pa- paparazzo.
2: The restaurants down there, there's a handful of maybe three, four in Santiago. High-end restaurants. They are good. They are top-notch, because down there the factory owners and so forth. They're so they're wealthy people, very wealthy and and so on. It's a third-world country, but there are some restaurant tours down there. These small little boutique, you know, in, in you know privately sure. owned. Uh, restaurants, and this was one of the happening spots down there. And by the time we got there, it's probably 10:30 at night, and uh, place was packed, jam packed. I mean, people Absolutely. driving up in their Mercedes, you getting dro- you know dropped off. We ate dinner with Carlito, of course, his dad Carlos Fuente Senior, and then Juan um, Sosa, Juan Sosa, who was Senior's right hand man, and at the factory. Fa- and so it was just the five of us. We're like we're with we're with legends right now. And yeah, we're like, we're like holy, this is happening. holy this is happening. We're yeah. really going, we're like fired up. I, who, I do remember aspects of that dinner. remember the brick walls in yeah. the restaurant yeah. and the, the steak was, uh, who, it, well, it was one of the best steaks we've probably ever had. I mean, who knows? It maybe it company. wasn't. Maybe yeah. it was a bad steak. It, it, but at the moment, yeah. that thing was so the good. The setting,
0: it, the experience, it was, the company. Oh, Same c- thing with cigars.
2: Smoking cigars, smoking <laughs> Opus right there in the restaurant. Yeah, and, and this is this is a time of day where where there, the smoking bans, even in the Minnesota, even in the U.S., right. on, maybe only California had a smoking ban. Nowhere else. New York, no smoking ban, nowhere. I mean, so smoking during dinner was just normal, especially
0: in the Dominican and it's Republic. it's the best thing to be able to smoke while you eat yeah, yeah we
1: enjoyed it but the other part of the experience is, is all the other cigar you know some other cigar makers were there and I can't remember who came by other than Cynthia was there eating she came over and said hi Carlito's could, sister yeah Carlito's sister mm-hmm. we got the first that? time we entered, got introduced to her but other people would come by their table and pay respect say hi and
0: because this is like the godfather
1: oh yeah Carlos oh, yeah. Fuente yeah.
0: Senior I mean yes really,
2: yeah but they you know they're equal partners starting out early in the, you know,
0: the, when they both got going. So, I mean, yeah, but no, c- I meant senior... No, other c- cigar makers are like... Oh, going to, yes. hey there yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No question not about it. I'm going to walk
0: by and not say anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say hello. Yeah. Oh,
1: blah, yeah. Bye, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the kind of the who's who of, yeah. of the night. Yeah.
0: Kiss the ring, you know, <laughs> whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So you're sitting there. We, we great, 1030. Great wine, scotch.
2: I mean, cigars, meal, it's like this, we are this. And is there happened. any business
0: talk? Are you guys talking oh, business or is it talk? just getting to know? Him?
2: Well, we were talking exclusivity. I remember that part of the conversation. I remember one of the, uh, I think it was this dinner and it could have been a different one. It's like, all right, Carlito, we can, you know, head start or whatever. You know, small company, exclusivity rarely is good. You know, that kind of hurts and we need that kind of growth. So he kind of understood that, you know, but he wanted, you know, I want, you know, I'm kind of stepping out here. I want to, so, okay, great. Well, you know what about Cuba? Let's let's leave Cuba available if we're able to somehow, you know, do a deal there to get in, in which we did try by the way, but that never um,
1: never happened. Right, that's
2: a different story altogether. But he says that's a great idea, no problem. Yeah, you can get Cuba. You know that would be good. Fuente and if Cuba, so we were kind of taught, we were kind of gained some agreement in that. Uh, but you
0: gave him exclusivity basically for a couple of years
1: couple years yeah started at 12 and then we extended it as things were 12 months 12 months yes Mm -hmm. and extended it 12 more another 12 things were going uh good uh we had a good relationship with them we had the humidor bags that were selling Mm. did you have
0: people calling you wanting yes and you're turning them down saying i can't
2: the same people who said my i don't need this all my cigars sell fast enough. Why would I put this in? It's way too expensive. Nobody knows what it is anyway. Why would I do this kind of thing? And then, you know, Fuente puts it in there.
0: Hey, uh, you know, we kind of like to look at that. Uh. <laughs> that
1: sucks, though. They
0: had to say no. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. But um, so that night... Uh, You know, dinners take forever. They don't just sit down Mm. and wolf down a steak and get out of there. This is not an hour ordeal. No, we were, I think, until 1 o'clock, 12.30. I mean, it was pretty late. I mean, you sit down by 10.30 and then you, you know how it is, you have a two hour, that's that's yeah. already twelve thirty right there. That's not hard to do. We're
2: thirty years old. We just were talking about the plans that we were putting together our I'd business. Be on a nine. Hey, from one a.m. to six a.m., we were putting together our future business plans with. Yeah, uh, curly. that's right. We I'd couldn't sleep. at uh, all. Nine or
0: ten out of ten, man. We I'd couldn't sleep damned. at
2: all. No, no, no. We were, and we were. We yeah, we got to have him come up to our offices in Minnesota. We he, when he dropped us off, we were gonna we were gonna just go to bed, and it's like, hey. Uh, do you want to have another cigar? Yeah, let's have another cigar. One more, more. So we walked into the, uh, sat down in the casino uh, area. You know, not ton of, you know, not busy at all. Just, just, just relaxed and just to unwind from uh, the dinner and how exciting it was. Yeah. And just talked about, you know, things that you know. Look at, you know, talked about the future and wow, this could be, right? you know, really a, a catalyst uh, to you know, get some momentum and, and so on. And, um, time flew. I mean, next thing you know it, it's like, all right, probably had a couple too many scotch, you know, just didn't, you know, got lost track of time. And and you probably didn't have one cigar. Probably had two or three, you know, throughout that time. you guys, yeah, two or three, and, maybe four. And it's like, you know, Carlito's going to pick us up here in a few, you know, a little bit here. We better, <laughs> sure we better. Maybe we should just go to bed right now. And I think we—they don't close, okay. I don't think they close. They didn't at this time. They do nowadays. When you go yeah. there, you can't even do that. You can't even smoke uh, in the hotel anymore.
1: You okay. can't smoke
2: in the casino anymore. But back in the day. Um, so that's what we, that's what we were doing. We were truly planning the future of being in the boxes. What are some, how do we leverage mm. this thing? And, um, you know, we got to get Carlito to come and visit us in Minnesota. <laughs> I remember yeah. that kind of, you know, talking about that. We're betting, we're, we're like this now, you know, we're right. thinking, yeah. uh, and so we were, we were on cloud. Nine. We were, th- we were, we had, we, we had too much adrenaline to go to sleep. There's no possible way we could go to sleep no at way. that time. And we were, we were, uh, on cloud nine. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, that's one of the, I think the peak enthusiasm, enthusiastic times that uh, I remember, you know, period. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, and when we got, we got to bed and when that, then I think the phone rang, you know, cause it rang the, the other night at 9.30, this time it rang at 9.00 uh, 9 AM. We, we probably got, you know, two and a half hours of sleep. Okay. We needed about 18 hours of sleep yeah. on that
1: one. Part yeah. of our enthusiasm was knowing that, okay, he's gonna pick us up and we're gonna go to the Fuente factory. And we're gonna, you know, see where Opus X is made, and and just we're hanging out with him next day all day. bit. all day. You know, he's yeah, just a great. picks you up and a little hungover, but
2: uh, might be the most hungover I've ever been for myself. uh, At least that's how I felt. Just didn't feel good. In a third world country, just got there. You know, did you drink any of the water? Maybe some got in when you're brushing your teeth. You know, so there are all kinds of things that are working on the system. And so, and plus the way that they drive in the DR, mm-hmm. it is just like this, is, stop, gun it, stop. I mean, it's like, this doesn't work. This isn't, you know, I'm just in the back seat, just like, just kind of
0: like. <laughs> Crossing your toes, Let me try God to God you try oh. just hang on to Let it.
2: Let me just please try to take some breaths so I don't, you know, ruin his car. And we got in there, we got into his office and he knows, I guarantee you, he kind of knew this. He handed us. And I remember it. We're and he was? They were renovating their office. So he, this was his old, old office, not renovated yet. And we're sitting right here. We we sit down, and we spent the whole morning. And he's right there, and we're right there. He's got his computer here. He's on the phone talking to us at times, computer at times, and we're just like sitting right here. And and as soon as we sat down, he handed us a um, an opus A. I mean, this is a. Awesome cigar a, from the mid nineties, probably mid to, you know, nineties, yeah. we're thinking this was, you know, well, in hindsight, we, it's probably 95, 96, 97 era of the cigar, Wow. of this Opus A. And even being, not feeling the best and feeling nauseous and, and you know, part, was it from the night before the car ride over, not really sure, but it was like, uh, man, this is like, just got off the tilt-a-whirl. It doesn't feel <laughs> good. And that cigar, even in that environment, was like, this cigar is spectacular. Oh, it was amazing. It was, that might be the best cigar experience. I think that I, uh, it's up there and it might be the best. Yeah,
1: it was sitting in Carlito's office, he hands you a Opus A and you sit there and you smoke it in his office, having a conversation with them and it's- By the way, about
2: 10 years later in, you know, the Connoisseur corner in Cigar Aficionado where they rate old cigars, this uh, 1997 Opus A got like a 98 or 100. I mean, one, one really of those. Really high rating. It, it was yeah. up there. It was like, which was probably the vintage that we, he gave us sure. uh, uh, at that time. And so I, I remember it's like, you know, it was, it was tough going through the factory. And when you're in the factory, a lot of ki- people who are the first time in the factory, they throw up because of the amount of ammonia that all the processing and the tobacco. It's all factories are like that. And so, just that process, you get it's just a different, uh,
0: yeah, very stringent.
2: Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't feel good, I'm telling you, especially when it's your first time and you add up everything and no sleep and you know, the car ride and drinking the night before and and everything. It was a tough, tough day. Here's the greatest day, you know, at that moment in business, yep, right, and what and enjoying it so much, but yet feeling the worst you ever felt because of the, the hours the night before, right.
0: Love it.
2: Yeah, so he, yeah. He, he gave us a personal tour of that. We spent all day. Then we got in the car, and he
1: uh, picks up. We drove out to the farm. We get to go to the farm for the first time. I mean, there you are at uh, Chateau de la Fuente, mm-hmm. which is really spectacular. I mean, it looks like a uh, Disney World now compared to what it did then, but back when we went, it was, it was like that. I mean, to us, it was unbelievable. Right. It's like, here you are, and they've got... You know the tobacco barns, and he's got the fields, and all these rocks that line the roads that are painted in white. And he's got a gazebo where you can go and sit and smoke, and um, takes you up to the up to the top where there's a helicopter pad, and, and around another gazebo. So you kind of go and see, and you get up on the top and you look around and see all the mountains and all the fields and the all the river. roads are paint are have
2: yeah. lined with rock that are painted white. He's got um, on the hillside a bunch of rock. Um, in different colors showing the Opus X band. Uh, I mean, it's immaculate. Yeah, if you're out in the middle of, you know, how long? An hour outside of the yeah, city? about an hour
1: and a half. Yeah. Uh, an hour, hour and a half outside. In there. Yeah, but it's just beautiful. And like Sean said, he's in the side and he's ex- since expanded it now, but he had, you know, rock designs out there in green grass and then the Opus band in, in full color, you know, the reds wow. and the blacks and the golds and it just, you know outline in white, it just popped. You know, it was just, it was just a great experience. Had you
0: guys gone to TP or RTDA at that point?
1: We had been, um, yes, because our first one was 97 where we didn't have the booth. We had the RV. We did get into the next one. So this was when the launch officially happened was in Tampa, 2001.
2: Yeah.
1: So we're talking, you know, this was a couple year journey here to get to where we yeah, were.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was four years after our founding, Yep. but one, one more story really quick back when, uh, after we went to Malio's and we went back down there, we were, now it was official. We're going in all of the boxes and we had a chance then that we are in uh, Carlos Fuente Seniors, the factory he's in, and he came out there uh, with his um, head agronomist and his head agronomist didn't speak any English. Very well educated, though, in agronomy and understood tobacco and, and understood all the things that we were learning in our lab in terms of water activity, moisture content, and oils and sugars, and how you get the cigars to improve over time and, and all of that, and this idea of removing moisture. And so when, when we were, you know Carlito's dad, when we were, you know, we were talking through this, and he then would speak in Spanish to the head agronomist, his right-hand man, the guy, the guy's really uh, influential over there. And his, this agronomist started speaking Spanish back to senior. And um, he senior said, he just told me that this is like going from a horse and buggy, the way things are done now, to an automobile right. with this technology. This yep. is revolutionizing. This will change the industry. And that was the uh, uh, head agronomist. He thought, okay, that's pretty cool.
0: We're onto something. Yeah. yeah wow so we,
2: we were this is when when carlito took it this is when we had already been designing two-way humidity control if we're the world's first two-way humidity control that must mean everything else is one way we have to say that it kind of conveyed that in in the design uh the way we defined it right and so then we started to pick up some momentum with communication in the marketplace and he's he, uh, sent a nice letter to all the retailers and so forth talking about hey you know these cigars are gonna be like capturing the, you know, the climate that's in uh, Chateau de la Fuente. And so you know that by having the water drop on the box. And so we always told them, you know, first of all, resources are limited and this is a custom product. So we need to get half that. When we get an order, we need to have a lot of lead time. So we need four months before film can get ordered, then it gets printed, it goes to the factory to get uh, formed and filled and sealed into a pro- product, then we, then it's gotta take on the container and it's gotta go down to, to Tampa. And then from Tampa, it's gotta go on down to the Dominican Republic. You need four months for that scenario to happen. Right. And so somewhere after a little bit of time, that lead time was lost on the purchasing side in there. And so we got an order, and you know, maybe in 90 days, like we need this in 90 days. They need like it fast, a, yeah. We scrambled, we, we couldn't ship it in time. So they had to start shipping box product to the marketplace without Humidipack inside and without the water drop. So we got a call from Carlos Sr. and says, what in the hell is going on? You never, you know, do this again. You know, like we need product here to show up on time and it's like, well, okay. And we know that and um, retailers were actually saying, no, I don't want these. I want the ones with the water drop on the box. And so, because Whoa. that's what my customers are, are looking yeah. for. They want to have the one with the water drop. So. You don't
1: turn down Fuente product. Yeah, yeah. So one of but those, they do. one so, way calls back in was from Senior that day. And, uh, you know, in his raspy voice he's uh, you know, I really like you and your brother. You know, he always called <laughs> us brothers, always thought we were brothers. And uh, he goes, but uh, if you ever don't ship on time. We're not this, doing this. We're yet. not. This business is over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fire <laughs> the machines back up. Yeah. Wow.
2: We started to print extra on just. Yeah, out, I was just <laughs> going to say. In, that, held yeah. it in inventory at that overstock point. Stock and it won't yeah. hurt you. Yeah. yeah. yeah good. good. Yeah.
0: Oh, my god. So. So, obviously, just even breaking the ground in the marketplace to consumers, you got to go to RTDA the biggest show in the world on this. You know. Not, then it was IPCPR and now it's PCA, what we know today. But you guys couldn't get in. You had no tickets, you had no space. Yeah, this is going back to what- You the, couldn't even get in as consumer-based tickets. We, you we couldn't walk the show. Nope. We
2: were incorporated July of 1997. So remember back in the story of the dinner, that dinner we had was April of 1997. So May, June, we are, we are 90 days, less than 90 days from the trade show. By that time during the boom years, you couldn't get, the booths are all sold out. So right. the hotels are sold out. So what did we do? We called, they had, I think, I, I remember 900 or something yep. exhibitors. Yep. We called virtually every single company.
1: We split the list up between the three, four of us and we just started calling every exhibit. Can exhibitor. I get space in your booth? Can we borrow, yeah. can, we, yeah, can we share, can we get a little spot? We wanna get into the show. No. Nothing. No. No. None. None. Zero. Zero.
0: And they weren't having the big mega booths that they have now. It was all very small. Well, there
2: were some mega booths. You know, you had General Cigar. That's a mega booth. You had Consolidated Cigar. For the
0: most part, everyone's pretty just... That was a
2: mega booth. Uh, Fuente's booth was probably... uh, They were probably uh, around that time, too. But yeah, for the most part, it was small. But there were still... You still had some
0: anchors... that you uh, thought, eh, hey, just give me a 10 by 10
2: or a table? Well, by the way, we had no idea uh, anything. We didn't know what the show was going to be like at all. And I, I think we only peeped our, you know, was we able, were able to look in there. To, so we we didn't know what to expect. Right. We just knew that we couldn't get in. We knew that we had just dialed up a contract manufacturer and had ordered had product being made. We had to pay for that product. We had it coming, we had to sell it. And so we said, well, we can't get a hotel room let's come up with an RV, let's slap some- um, Banners on it? Big banners, the Humidipack bag is what it was all over it. Uh, So Humidipack wasn't the company, the company was Sage Humidic Control. So the cigar company, the cigar box company, the cigar, uh, the the humidor maker, his company was Sage Humidor, or Sage Cigar Box Company. So that folded and and basically went um, irrelevant. And then we formed a new corporation with the six of us and called the company Sage Humidic Control Corporation. Humidic wasn't a word, but we thought, hey, we're not humidity, we're kind of controlling, so let's come up with Humidic. We had this brand new word that we, uh, and so that's what we, uh, with corporation spelled out, Sage Humidic Control Corporation. So the product was Humidipack. It was the, the Humidipack was the whole bag. The inside pouch was Sage, that's what we called it. Sage System 70 inside. And so we printed labels up, we had these bags, we slapped labels on them in the kitchen, uh, in the house off a block off of uh, Como Lake in, um, in St. Paul. Uh, I was, You're home. I was His single, home? my home, I was single, I wasn't married. And so I'd get up, uh, it, what used to be the attic was the master bedroom, walk down the stairs, open the door and, and we hired some like high school, just out of high school kids, two of them, um, maybe three guys we had hired. Uh, we had a office in the kitchen, office in the living room, office in the dining room, office in the spare bedroom. That's one, two, three, four. And then one, eventually, uh, in the spare bedroom downstairs, five offices networked together on a phone system with, with five dial, uh, lines. We used ACT contact management software. We had bought a database for $500, which was like, oh my gosh. And uh, we were just calling up uh retail stores to ship samples load up the samples in somebody's car bring them to the post office and that was our routine every that was the process the
0: process and then we would follow up 30 days later after they got the samples to get an order in the desks were made out of filing cabinets and, and doors. doors yep on top of them. And if you
1: look through sean's house i mean it was just a barrage of wires going <laughs> everywhere i mean it looked like it was a server room <laughs> just like yeah yeah going through all i mean through the kitchen and the family room into the bedrooms and yeah. down the stairs It's like and, steve jobs starting in a garage from that very first show in it was in orlando in 1997 as we went there as you were uh, speaking to earlier is we didn't have a booth so we did the rv we didn't know anybody but we planted the RV in the parking lot of the Marriott. That's where the show was being sure. held, and we would go into the entrances to get into the show, full of the back, backpacks with samples on it. We'd go into the bar. We'd go into the restaurant. We'd go around. If we went to dinner that night out down the street, we'd ask everybody, you know, are you part of the show? Are you selling? You buying? And and we stood out there and we just tried to. We were taking orders. You take this door. I'll take this door. And by the way, back then, you've been to the
2: shows nowadays. It's nothing like it was back then. I mean, this was like a mob coming in. Mm-hmm. So it was a great opportunity for us really to sell. As a matter of fact, who knows, maybe we did better in the in that fashion then, than we would have if we, we, we would have had somebody's booth. And really? we, we were just going, hey, have you heard of Humidipack? Have you heard of the Humidipack bag? And of course, nobody's heard of it. Let me tell you about it. And so we would take business. We didn't have order forms. We took business cards and we're writing, you know, orders on their, on the back. Okay, you'll take a case and, and so on. We would get kicked out. The, the show coordinator would say, you can't do this, this is against show policy, you can't be selling out here, you know, you guys don't have a booth, and so we would just keep our eye out and
1: and just keep selling. But as Sean said, we, we couldn't get in, and then uh, Bill, I remember his name, Bill Fader, was the president of RTDA, and he tracked us down and kicked us out, and then they had the security guards watching for us, so... We'd back away from the entrance, try and get them, you know, maybe coming down the hall. And then they would chase us and we'd go to the other one and we'd go change clothes. And oh, yeah. we were doing Changing absolutely, clothes. it didn't, it yeah. didn't stop. We had to,
2: we had to get orders in. We, that, was right. the, that was the only option. Whatever has to get done, we
1: had to do it. We were inviting people out to the RV. That's we were insane. smoking in the RV. Yeah. Smoking in the RV, we bought which a- you're not allowed to do. Well, back then you probably back we were then, okay. We didn't, we didn't get it hit what, with a. What
0: cigars were you smoking in the RV? Because they were pretty nice cigars.
1: Uh, Tony Barani's uh, Bahia Golds. We, Bahia Golds. We bought a box mm-hmm. or two of those. Tony Barani back in 1997 he was, was he was like up and coming. I mean, he was big. He was. Was were these Cuban cigars? No, no, these? he made them in Costa Rica actually. Okay, yeah, Bahia. Gold, Bahia, Bahia. Gold.
2: B-A-H-I-A, Bahia. So he was brand new, but he became very
1: popular as a cigar brand. Well, we ended up doing a deal with with Tony, uh, probably in that ninety ninety nine ninety nine two thousand era, yeah, era right? Uh, before 2000? Fuente, actually. Yeah, before Fuente, and we did a four pack for him, a Bahia bag. It was an orange bag, it had a bigger window on it. You could see the cigars in it. So he was one of our other mm-hmm. first customers. Filled, wow, uh, developed a fairly good relationship with him. He was a
2: visionary. He yeah. he kind of bought into the vision of how we wanted to change how mer- cigars are merchandised. And by the way, the films that we had at that time didn't work fast enough to uh, replenish the lost air sure. that would happen in a normal wood humidor. So we our product wasn't engineered yet to uh, be the the standard in a desktop humidor. And so that came later after the new. Bovita membrane, the phenomenal membrane, the one we were talking about with Toledo yeah. and the strength of it, and all the one that we we still use today. And so we started to do a lot of research in our lab, and you know one of the issues was also um, bringing that box to equilibrium, or you know what's called seasoning that humidor. And so Dr. Sari did an awful lot of testing and analysis on what it's going to take, what's the right humidity level to get it into the wood properly at the right rate so you don't shock the wood because if you, when you do traditional methods of wiping down that box with water or putting a reservoir of water, you do run the risk depending on the humidor is made to uh, cause unnecessary expansion uh, of the wood and, and really change the geometry of that box. And so how you season it's really uh, important. So we said, well, why don't we come up with a product for seasoning these wood humidors that does it really effectively, where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, where you where you where it's done right, so it's scientific. We knew how many grams needed to get into a typical humidor. We knew how long it took for those grams, those, that water, that water vapor, to absorb into that wood, and it's a 10 to 14 day process. And so this is all over a lot of testing, and and we were probably we probably could have come up with you know the product for humidors. Uh, sooner than we did. But we were really anal about making sure that it works properly. And and um, maybe that was maybe we didn't need to be that perfectionist. No, I think
0: you did. I think I love it because I know whatever we come out with is tested and tried. And it's not just that's right. And you know, innovation is there. The science is there.
2: And the need for revenue was there too. So we were able to Hold back a little bit on that to make sure we understood the um, performance of it, and then we also understood how we market it. What's the best way? So we went through a lot of ideas of you know, do we call this, is this just a stabilizer and so forth? <laughs> and we started using it with in conjunction with the existing devices out there, and and so we needed to test through all of that over time and not just accelerated but real life testing. And that's where the time uh, goes into it. We finally determined that this. Product is going to be best uh, on its own, and so we wanted. We uh, By this time, Humidipack with Fuente and so forth are starting to get you know recognition in the marketplace. And so, people were coming up with Humi this, Humi that, Puck, and so on. And it was such a generic name, even some people who worked for us couldn't pronounce Humi right. I mean, it was Humipack, uh, uh, humidity packet. Uh, and it was weird that <laughs> in this is you know, so Humidipack was uh too generic in our eyes, and so we said, you know what. We've got an opportunity now where we've got the films, we've got the product. The performance is phenomenal. We're the world's first two-way humidity control for desktop humidors. This is timing is right. We put together the story, we drafted a website for it, um, and, and all of that. And then we said we need to come up with another name because Humidipack, you know, it's there's limitations of that. And we're still early. You know, at this point, of course, we've been around for you know five, six, seven years, uh, six years. So if that's that's an eternity at that time for us, but we knew that we were just just getting started, and and that we could uh, afford the opportunity to do the right brand name, and, and we thought, wow, you know what you do, you know what this really does. In essence, this this product creates such an awesome environment that you're allowing cigars to improve over time rather than degrade. We're creating an aging vault, and so we started, you know, thinking about an aging vault as really you're transforming your right. hum, your desktop humidor. Not just something that has humidity in it, but you're, you're creating an aging vault. Because they um, do that
0: at the factory. They have the aging room that's humidity control. Right. I think some
2: of them probably call it an aging vault uh, yeah, as, yeah. as well. So we're looking in, Tim um, uh, started of looking in books like uh, Latin, French, and everything else for vault. And so a Spanish word for vault is, is boveda. We didn't know how to pronounce it. Boveda, we were saying. Boveda. boveda. We, were saying, <laughs> we were saying Boveda because of Aveda, yeah, the, um, yeah. the uh, company sure. in town here. Skin on the, care and on Boveda the, yeah the salon products and so we're thinking okay, it must be pronounced Boveda
0: who corrected you
2: We didn't like the name we had but it was just the process of elimination We didn't like any of the other names and finally it's like my gosh we, it was the, that was the hardest thing And we just kept procrastinating too much because it's like ah but it, finally it's like all right we just got to go with it yeah let's just do Boveda And so we said uh, Boveda is it We went down to Carlito told him here's our product for desktop humidors it's the world's first two-way humidity control for desktop humidors, Boveda. And he looked at us and he goes, that's not how you pronounce it. This is a Spanish word. It's, it's Boveda. It's Boveda.
1: And he said, all right, we'll call it Boveda. We were yeah. so excited to share it with him. He, he kind of looked at us like we were dummies. He's kinda of, you, you dummies, that's a Spanish word. But we did like the way that the word looked. You know, it, as Sean said, it's a really hard process to you just don't fall in love with something typically right away and we right. looked through so many different books french and italian spanish latin anything and uh you know, but we kind of keyed in on that word vault just you know when, once we saw that word it was like okay that's that's kind of cool i remember the display
0: at tobacco grove that weighed about 6 tons <laughs> the metal one yes the metal you one you remember that Oh, it, I would have to dodge it every I time think it was I came out of pounds, the office. I think
2: it
1: was 100 pounds. Was yeah, they it? were about 110 pounds. It was a ton. Yeah,
0: we wanted. We to never clean. moved it
1: because yes. God knows you don't you want to move it. You wouldn't. You didn't yeah. want to.
0: And then it had all the different RH That's levels. Right. We tried
1: to make it really, really simple. So the 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 name up at the top was you know the storing and uh, storing and aging cigars. So we were trying to change yeah. mentality of people. Storing and aging cigars at home. At home, yeah. And then we try to make it really easy and say it's a three-step process: one, two, and three. This is all you have to do: one, season it; two, yep. pick this—you know, pick this RH—and three, just then get on the automatic reorder, and then they'll show up at your door. So, so if I were a retailer, I'd be like, "How am I going to
0: sell this?" Yeah. yeah. But until the customer realizes the
1: convenience,
0: yes, the mess-free, and that it, no worries, and that it works, and, and, and it, it works.
2: We were lucky because at this time the internet, the internet, and so forth, is starting to pick up momentum. You know, you had Amazon out there, and, and now e-commerce was starting to be, you know, accepted and so on. And it was just all theory. You know, it started to pick up momentum, which was ideal. We needed that because nobody wanted our product. Right. And we said we, you know, we used to eat breakfast yeah. every Friday morning in our weekly meeting. We eat at Original Pancake House here in Wayzata. Yeah. And. Um, we said, you know, it's like, ah, no one's going to just, you know, we can't get a distributor on this thing. You know what? That's great. You know, it's the best thing ever. You know why? Because we're going to sell this thing direct to consumers. We're going direct. We're going to build a web page. Luckily, the, the thing that really made the product pick up momentum was Cigar Aficionado said, hey, we will write up a write, uh, one pager for you guys in our good life section. And that was really the turning point. And so they wrote Bovida, this brand new product for your humidor. Our phone was ringing off the hook. It was crazy. Uh, It it was, I mean, we're talking months and months worth of tip. We were down here at this time. Yeah. And we're we're in this office and we're picking up the phone. He and I. It it was not e-commerce like today. It It was, you guys remember the term sneaker net. It was sneaker net you would uh, get an order and you'd fax, you know, you'd get an order online that would come on the fax or whatever or online and then we'd fax over the order to the warehouse, yep. you know, to ship it out to consumers. And eventually we would set up, actually we would start it right here. We would ship them from here and we would have assembly lines every day, just like pretty soon it just got burdensome and um, just the, you know, every day to, having an operation. Out, yeah. And then it went up to North Branch, Minnesota where they started shipping uh, product to consumers. and. And you look at a lot of high-profile people. So every now and then, we would take a look at our um, uh, who's, who it's going to and who. They, and if we didn't know who they are, we'd Google them.
1: Now everybody at ho- home has uh, cooler doors and yeah. you know uh, any plastic you container. You would never get that yeah. with one-way
0: humidification. No, you You'd would. Be, that would be a full-time job yeah. to go through your entire collection, humidify it, and then in two weeks you got to do it again.
1: Because yeah. you're getting 100% humidity in there with a with a, yeah, with yeah. a wet it's device. All the time. Yeah, there, there
0: were two things that really
2: resonated with the market, and both of these two things are equally important because we spend a lot of money on cigars, you know, $10, $15, sometimes $20, depending on what state you live in. They're expensive. And so if you just want to have a smoking experience, go ahead and buy a Dutchmaster or, or a Swisher Sweet or, or whatever. But if you want to enjoy the dynamic character that's in tobacco, you wanna to care for it properly. And so eliminating those fluctuations and allowing the to age is a big deal. But the other thing that just so happens, it's the easiest thing to use in the world. You put the correct number of Boveda inside the humidor, close the lid and you're done. And it was that compounding effect that I think really clicked. It was one, they're better, they taste good. Like Carlito had said, I wanna eat this thing now. So that's really critical what we do to cigars. But, but the other thing, we live in a society that wants simplicity. And so we meet that goal as well. And it's those two things together that
0: are everything in this product. Right. And I think too, like the expense wise, I look at it now and it's like, okay, my 100-count humidor cost me like $63.85 for the whole year. And how many hundreds of dollars of cigars did I have in that humidor for the whole year? Yeah. So for $63, I have perfect cigars for a whole year, revolving constantly and I'm smoking them and I'm enjoying them. That was priceless to me. Some of the highlights of Bovida, where bovida has been placed, are definitely notable. And I think some of the people out there should notice some of these because they're not always readily available. 2004, Rolls-Royce Phantom car places Bovida inside the car humidor. What was that conversation like? Rolls-Royce calls up Humidapack and says,
1: yeah, we want your technology? We tried to trade eight Boveda packets for two Phantoms and it didn't go over well. (laughs) (laughs) Trade up that minivan, we're getting a Rolls-Royce Phantom. Yeah, yeah, uh,
2: Frazaro, I've the company out of London, uh, got a call from uh, their, you know, they're contracted with Rolls-Royce to make this glove box humidor. And matter of fact, uh, uh, they sent us the actual, you know, the, Three cigar, metal, heavy duty. It's totally what you'd think of Rolls Royce in right. terms of a pocket humidor. And that pocket humidor, I mean, it was really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the glove box would open, and this this little metal three cigar humidor would sit in the in this little cradle in the glove box. And when you'd press the button on the humidor, it would open up and fold out. And here's your three cigars to take out of there. And you'd You'd Push it down, it was really neat. Tattered into the, like yeah. eighty thousand dollar car with a with it, and they and it was humidipack in there. Do you still have replacements
0: going out for those? Or I don't, I, I don't, I doubt don't think it. so, uh, but I, I it. yeah,
2: no idea. I don't even know if they still have the model. Uh, Sub Zero did a model too, just uh, very similar. So, Sub Zero's big wine fridge just came years later. They're big eight thousand dollar wine, um, sellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, think of a big fridge, glass door, and a bunch of shelving in the middle shelf. There was a wood humidor made in the USA, really nice wood, mahogany, uh, and that was built for Humidipac, uh, Bovada actually built for Bovada. We were Bovada by this time, okay. And so this was an option for their uh, Sub Zero products. MLB bats and baseballs. We we back in uh, early 2000, maybe 2004ish. Yeah. In that time period, there was an article in Wall Street Journal where the um, the Colorado Rockies were taking some heat because they had built this humidor. And so other teams were saying, hey, what's going on here? You can't have a huge, you're doing an unfair advantage. When in fact, what they were doing is just following the instructions of Rawlings, the manufacturer for all major league baseballs. And you want to keep baseballs in the 50% range of relative humidity between, it's just like wood, believe it or not, the materials in there uh, behave similar. You want to have it between 45, 55%-ish 40 to 60 percent relative humidity in there and we started to then called i, I sent the letter to the commissioner's office in new york city hey we've got this technology and to control baseballs. read the article we might be able to help on all that and said so got a call back from one of their um not executives per se but someone who's heavily involved in major league baseball former hall of fame baseball player as a matter of fact That's I, and from st louis uh, played for the cardinals and he was now in the um, Major League Baseball's uh, administrative offices and so sure. on, and with his connections with Rawlings. So, we started to do some testing, and it's amazing when you dry down a baseball how different it is when you have it waterlogged. And how, like, for example, if you have uh, low, proper, and high humidity the recoil impact on a, on a ball, just like dropping them from the same level off the floor and the amount of bounce you get. Right. And so it is an unfair advantage around the league, depending on where the water activity
0: is of those baseballs. Yeah, the drier it is, I would assume the, the easier it's going to pop off. It, it go, it's not yeah. going to absorb all that. There is
2: there's a, there's a right humidity there and it, and it changes. And it's amazing the dramatic changes to a baseball. Major League Baseball should use Boveda in all of their packaging to bring them to equilibrium. Now, if every humidor, uh, every team has a humidor, okay, maybe they have it covered in, in that type of uh, environment. But maybe the answer would be a big pail, and they should have Boveda. Uh, every one of them should be stored with Boveda. It's, yes. a, bi- it's, a, it's a big deal. They didn't want to pay for a product. Uh, and then eventually we were thinking, well, let's just do this thing for free. But uh, it was just hard to get in there. No- nothing ever happened to it, but this to this day... Uh, we would probably make a, a standardize the rule book, let's just say, that right. way in terms of home runs and, and so on because the balls will behave the same now with Bovada, whether you're playing in Florida or Colorado or yeah. Seattle right. or Minnesota. Huh.
0: And the bats as well? The bats, they had bat bags with bovida in there to make sure the wood of the, bo- the yeah. bat was properly? We, we heard
2: that Ichiro, remember the Japanese player Ichiro played for the um, – uh, Seattle Mariners, Seattle, and then yeah. eventually played for the Yankees. He had a he had a personal bat bag, and he would put Bovida in his bat bag. So that picked up a little bit of um, word of mouth within the league. Mar- Marinucci or Mar- yeah. Marinucci bats, I uh, believe, uh, you know, were rumored to use it. Another bat company used it uh, in a sleeve, and so on. That never picked up uh, momentum either. Uh, but bats also need to be at a ideal equilibrium to get the proper um, flex recoil
0: and, and um, there would. impact yeah. on the ball. You know? so I mean,
1: they, they're, they're affected by the environment just like anything else right. would be.
0: I thought really interesting was right after 9-11, the government reaches out to you guys to control basically patches for bioterrorism.
2: That lab that you're talking about in Albuquerque for biotech, whatever, that was for that patch. And then there's another one for their M, uh, MREs, yeah, their meals ready Natick, to eat. Yeah. Yeah, Natick, Natick in um, in uh, Massachusetts. And so they, but everything was top secret that for the most part and uh, sort of, and, and we never got any results on their testing or, or whatever. And um, uh,
1: those were opportunities that never really materialized. You're going down a list. I mean, these are things over the years. We've had such unique opportunities that have come our way where it, you get to understand products you never ever thought of that might have some sensitivity to moisture. And, and uh,
0: trust me, I know. Yes. Starting out in customer service here. Yes. You get some really weird phone calls, <laughs> say what? So- Alligator eggs. That was unique. Uh, Boeing called us for the bags that they were shipping the wings in or something yeah. like that. And the, yeah. and the bag that they wrapped it in needed to be humidified.
1: Oh, we've had, yeah, uh, oh. car parts, you know, little plastic nylon pieces that, that are kind of like uh, fasteners. Yep. Those would break if they're too not dry, yeah. um, Boy.
2: Crickets was an interesting yeah, that, one. Yeah, one yeah, local, crickets? A yeah. local cricket company. So crickets need to be in a, hum- if it gets too dry, they don't live very long. <laughs> and so they need to have a more humidity. And so they had these chambers, and there's a local company here in the Twin Cities, and yeah. they uh, it was uh, they were buying some product uh, for lizard their crickets. for snakes' food. The oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're for their reptiles. They yeah. feed the their bait, you know. Right. Yeah. Bait or feed, I guess. And they won't eat them live if they're crickets. dead,
1: so they need them to be live in order for the reptiles to eat them. See? Yeah.
0: Boat is just helping out the next reptile to get a good meal. That's right. That's
1: right. I'm sure there's more questions out there.
0: Post your questions. We will get to them in the comments. We have a whole team that looks at this stuff. And I don't know. I can't thank you guys enough, not Not only for my job, but for changing the industry for us, for making us enjoy cigars that we want to eat, even though we don't. But we want to eat them because they taste so good for just the whole thing. We can't thank you enough. Awesome. Thank yeah. you, Rob.
2: We appreciate what you do. Thank you, yeah. Mr. Boveda.
0: Yes. Yeah, right, right, right. By the way, I don't own the company. These guys do. It's not... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just on camera, I'm the face. Yeah.
1: So. Well, it's been fun, but what has been exciting mm-hmm. is bringing science to a very uh, old industry that has done things for a hundred years. Sometimes doing them right, but not because they were scientifically doing it, they just through experimentation of their own. And, and uh, But as a company, what's really fulfilling is that we get to educate people. You know, we have smart people like you on our staff and Dr. Al and Bob when we started and, and that's just continued to expand. And, and we get to look at it a different way where we're a packaging company that has expertise. You know, we're not cigar makers. We'll never pretend to be. No. We love them. So we get nerdy in it In like, how does this work? Why is it working that way? but we've uh, we've been blessed you know to be in an opportunity to to change the industry and it, you know Carlito said it to us he goes if you guys say what you do if you do what you say you do you will change the industry yeah. and he he was right i think we really have changed the industry for the for the better
0: there's another episode of box press this one was behind the scenes of Bovada 25 years being in the business we're celebrating this year um, again if you need more Bovada head over to bovadaink.com If you want to explore the science, we have tons of videos, tons of how to's, check out our FAQs. And again, hats off to uh, Sean and Tim and the rest of the crew for starting Bovida 25 years ago. We would be up a creek without a paddle without it. So, thanks guys. Awesome, thanks Rob.